It's two redheads and one who is at Phoenix Raceway talking about racing. I love how it's called Phoenix Raceway again. Well, not again, because it was Phoenix International Raceway. I like tracks being branded by their cities, you know, versus sponsors. Yeah, well, it's Phoenix Raceway, so we're fine. (laughs) So how was your weekend? Ah, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jason Schultz here, Uh, coming to you live from my apartment after a day of podcasting on Door Bumper Clear. Tomorrow we're podcasting on the Dale Jr. Download. Just to give you a heads up, as if you don't already know those things are happening, but joining me... Andrew Curlin, coming to you live from uh, a hotel room in Orlando, Florida. We're in the same time zone. Yep, so it's pretty easy to plan this time. By the way, everybody, Jason, whenever we want to plan a show, just jump straight to Eastern Time. He's like, let's do this at 9.30. Okay. And so I have to, I'm the one who always has to convert. You know what? That's fine. I'll do the Guess heavy what lifting, I did today. Jason. I translated what? it or converted it to yeah. Phoenix time The one time, time you didn't need – you knew I was going to be in Florida. And the one time you didn't need to translate it, you did. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Well, it didn't really help. You're welcome. No. I'm not going to say thank you for that. You know what that. sucks now? Stupid daylight savings. And now we're going to be three hours difference again when you're in Phoenix. I guess it's only for like a couple more months before you go back to Chicago for the summer. But yeah, I do prefer being two hours apart versus three. One will be great in the summer, though. West Coast, best coast. And we will have a live podcast together at some point in the summer. So that'd be exciting. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But Phoenix, Phoenix. It was a lot of fun, as I always say. But Explain why. Just don't say that. Tell us why. I'm, go- I'm getting there, okay. Jason. Gosh, patience. People are dying to know. Driver intros was a blast. What was driver intros again, in case I didn't listen last week? Uh, wait, what do you mean? you got to explain to people what driver intros are because maybe they don't know that you introduced oh. the Xfinity Series for you. Okay. Yeah, so I hosted the NASCAR Xfinity Series driver intros. So I did, I think there were 38 drivers and um, announced the whole field. And the whole time, stop giving me that face. I'm just so excited. This is such a cool thing you did. Yeah. The whole time, I was thinking about that Marty, Marty Smith tweet. It's like, go full WWE, no composure or measured speech, full tilt. That Literally, that was what I was thinking. So if you watch my video that I tweeted out, today on on twitter or you tweeted um, it out on twitter Very i tweeted original. it out on twitter that's right if you watch that video and you hear me and that like i just frankly i don't have the voice for driver intros i will admit um but i gave it my all and that's what matters but that's what was going through my head that's what i was cool. trying to get at was that marty smith tweet <laughs> and then you went around and talked to different extreme series drivers on friday and saturday before the intros to get some unique names you could introduce them as yeah and it was funny there were some so i guess what you didn't hear were the names that couldn't be used all right so yes so uh, my favorites the ones that were that that could be used ross chastain said to call him the flying farmer because that's what justin haley calls him (laughs) some interesting ones jeremy clements Wanted to be called the jug. I'm like, what? The jug? <laughs> and apparently he used to walk around the shop wearing milk jugs on his head, either when he was a kid or in the past. I don't know which one. I think that's real. Yes. Uh, so I'm like, okay, the jug. And that was you. one of 
I, I announced him as like the jug and the person who's like, like timing me. She's like, what was his nickname? <laughs> like, it just sounded so weird. But my favorite, <laughs> this is okay. All right. I'll, I'll do two. First one is I go up to Noah Gregson. You're going to have to get the bleep one. The bleep. Whoa, bleep Andrew's going to bleep is a big deal. Go ahead. Yep. So I'm like, Noah, do you have any, um, do you have any nicknames? He's like, ah, no, not really. And then he was like walking away and then he turns around kind of like with the smirk in his face. He's like, call me dip. I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't, I don't think that would. Okay. So after like, as I was leaving on Sunday, they're like, yeah, we totally do this again. So I might have the opportunity to do intros again. So I didn't want to burn that bridge right away. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was funny. Yeah. But then Chase Briscoe, I talked with him in the garage for probably 10 minutes, just about like different nicknames. And it was established pretty quick. He's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't have any nicknames. And he's like, what do you got for Cindric? Like, I got nothing for Cindric. He's like, call him Daddy Longlegs. <sighs> Like the spider. Did you actually do so, that? No. Why? Because it was like, you know, it's like you got to make sure Cindric's okay with that. No, you don't. Just and I'm sure it. he would be. And then he's like, call him the giraffe. I'm like, yeah. dude, I can't, I can't do yeah. this without talking to Cindric. He's like, apparently, and apparently Cindric has like branded himself as like the giraffe in the past. So those were some of the nicknames that were not used in driver intros, but that were floating around the garage. I'm kind of pissed about something you did. What? I watched your video right before we recorded, and you were we talked about last week how you were supposed to give them a title to introduce you as, and clearly you didn't do that because they did not did. say any. They said, here's Andrew Curlin. After They said nothing after that. You could have given us such big publicity. This could have been a viral moment for Redhead Racing Radio. Andrew Carlin, co-host, Redhead Racing Radio. And the fans would have gone crazy. It would have been a great moment. And you ruined it. Yeah. Sorry. There were fans in the stands, though. Redhead Racing? the podcast. Yeah. It was on, you were responded to their Instagram caption or uh, comment. Yes. I posted the video on Instagram and they're like, I made sure to get my seats extra early to catch driver intros. Oh, okay. That's and they said awesome. that they listened to our podcast. Very cool. I forget yeah. what I respond, what we were talking about, but I called you a wuss. That's all I remember. Oh, for the uh, word sneak, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yes. Because you said I still followed through. And if you remember, I provide an alternative if driver intros couldn't work. Yeah. And I followed through on that. But the fan that we were talking with on Instagram was very disappointed. He didn't do it during the driver intros as was I, but we can move on from that. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave me free range from a certain amount. I still had to do starting position, driver number, sponsor, hometown state and all that. And there wasn't a whole lot of room in between. And I don't know how you include those random miscellaneous words into driver intros yeah and frankly i was just like i just wanted to focus on getting it right that adding that extra element would have been just a cherry on top which i didn't get did kyle bush tell you to call him the candy man no oh so you said someone's nickname without their permission well kyle bush is one of his nicknames is the candy man and he was driving the twix car i get it but rowdy is like the name you would say that's yeah. his brain. I, I was going to go with Rowdy, and I called the last minute audible because he was driving the Twix car. All right. Then after driver intros finished up, 
you got to ride around the track. Are we not talking about that? No, oh, okay. no, 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 yeah. yeah. After Driver Intro was finished up, you got to hop in one of the, can we say Toyota on a podcast? Where I know we're a Chevy, we have a Chevy deal, but. I think it was Chevy. I frankly don't remember. I think it was Toyota Highlander. It kind of looked like a Toyota. I think it was a Chevy Equinox. I don't remember, okay. though. But whatever, you were on in a car on the track with race cars following behind. Yeah, and how that came about was so last minute and unexpected. I'm thinking, all right, we've got our cameras. We're going to go to the Xfinity grid and do what we always do and get some more video for our videos. And all of a sudden, someone comes up. It's like, it's you and your dad, right? I'm like, yeah. Who, and, who is this? And I was talking, and just one of the um, pre-race people. Okay. And I was talking to one of my friends who I have a radio show with at ASU who was taking pictures. And we were, like, just talking about, like, intros and stuff. And they're like, oh, and she's your guest. I'm like, for what? And they're like, the Grand Marshal car. I'm like, okay. So they're like, we got three seats in the back of the Grand Marshal car. You guys want to go in? We're like, absolutely we want to go in. That was really cool. And... Like, just to be able to, like, turn around and see the rear view, yeah. like, Kyle Busch warming his tires up right behind you, that was just surreal. It was so freaking cool. Was it – so you sent us a video or something in our group chat or something about it, and it just looked so quiet in the car. Like, I would – here's my here's my idea for Pace Car and that. And tra- racetracks do this too. It should be windows down, music blasting. Like, all right, Andrew, you're in the Grand Marshal car. What kind of music do you want to listen to? It was to? not quiet. It was I not quiet. It was feel. no. We had the windows down. Yeah. It, it was. It was definitely noisy. I know. That's for sure. But like the mu- like the idea of like blasting music, like you're driving down some back road in the summertime with music blasting. <laughs> like, how cool would that be? I didn't have the ox in this car. <laughs> that was. But that would be. Like, we were in the back seat. That's what the pace car should be. It should be like it shouldn't just be like this, you know, car going and blah. It should be party car. Sure. Yeah. I if I had the ox and maybe was sitting in shotgun, maybe we would have cranked up some tunes. I think that should be a thing moving forward. Also, think tracks. I think some tracks do do this, but the idea of like blasting a really catchy song that hypes the crowd up before, like the lap before they go to the green of a race, like a real, not just like playing it or the speakers. Daytona song, does that really loud. Sure. Like, well, what Daytona does every year for the 500 is they go through every single solitary 500 finish during the pace laps. Yeah. And that's like cool. right when the pace car drops off, that's when the video yeah. ends. But kind of like, and this is, I was thinking about this with driver intros too, how we talked about Supercross driver intros before. All, we've talked about all-star race driver intros before. How what do you every, think about Atlanta? You see that? No. The cars are included in intros. Teams are going to wheel the cars out for intros. Yeah. They try. You that. don't like that? It, it's not like it's not crazy. I don't think it'll be as cool as you think it is. But they tried that for the all-star race before and they kind of ditched the idea. But the all-star race intros were like music blasting, smoke, and Monster Girls. Of course, that was for the Monster Energy all-star race. And just like drivers and teams and people hyped and throwing stuff in the crowd and these fans going crazy. Like that's what the driver show should be for every race. I feel like you said Supercross had some cool stuff. We talked about that in our first episode of the year. But just driver intros like that, hype music during the race. Like we got to get people excited when they're at the track. Like just like an NBA game or like an MLB game or any of that, get them hyped to be there. Like make them feel like this is a, such a cool special event. Yeah, I feel like on Sunday, 
at least when I'm there, you always get that vibe that it's a special event. And I've it heard, could be bigger though. I've heard. So I've heard Chris Rebell and Tyler Reddick talk about the spectacle of the Cup Series because, like, they always leave before Sunday. And by the way, everyone, Jason's using different headphones, and it started raining again. Really hard. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's so interesting. I don't know. Like they, those Xfinity drivers, you figured they're around the sport, but they're never there on Sundays. They're experiencing the spectacle of the Cup Series yeah. for the first time, which is kind of crazy. Um, this is really random, but yeah, that whole idea, like Sunday's a bigger show. It's always a bigger show. And I had, I'm not sure if we talked about this or we, we texted about this, but the truck series with the whole bounty thing that's going on and the like kind of excitement that's being built around the truck series right now. Like, I feel like NASCAR hasn't done anything to elevate the truck series in a decade, like make it unique, make it cool, make, build it up. They only focus on making the cup series big, which I get is very important. You got to make it big. Same for the Xfinity series. Like the names are made here. Young guys, that's been their like thing for the Xfinity series, but let's hype it up, make it a big deal. Like do unique things that promote the Xfinity series, like making the cup race stay huge. That's what all tracks do. That's their whole goal. That's great. But why not make each race in each series unique? It put a lot of effort, as much effort as you do to building a show on Sunday, build a show on Saturday, build a show on Friday, get people interested in watching those events and caring as much as you do on Sunday. And then make Sunday bigger, make Sunday a Super Bowl environment every week. Okay. That's actually really interesting. You mention it. The Super Bowl? Is that Super Bowl environment is Julie Julie Giese, I know, is working super hard, which by the way, I heard this, they're almost sold out for the November championship race, which means that they've got a whole different problem of how do they implement different ways that fans can get involved in their experience. And I remember that she mentioned like they do big things in the city of Phoenix. This is one of her answers during the segue interview that I had with her. But it's like Phoenix is a notorious city for hosting Super Bowls, Final Fours. Super Bowl 49, Patriots Seahawks, last second interception at the goal line. Malcolm Butler saves the game for the Patriots. They win their Super Bowl. The first one I got to experience and celebrate with them. Fantastic day in the city of Phoenix, Arizona. Great. But – and I had meetings with NASCAR this weekend. They're starting to – I feel like Phoenix hosting this championship race could breathe new life into a championship and energy revolving around a week in the city. You know how like Miami, it's like you get to the track on Friday. It's kind of like, all right, here we go. We're getting started. From what I've seen – they're going to try and make this like the Super Bowl, make this a yes. week-long event involving the community, getting it ready to go for, for championship racing in Phoenix, which I'm excited about. The coolest sporting experience I have ever been a part of was going to Atlanta, Georgia last year for Super Bowl weekend. I took a road trip down on Saturday. Literally, was just spending the all-day Saturday in Atlanta, in downtown Atlanta, where the Mercedes-Benz stadiums off to the side, where they're hosting the Super Bowl the next day. And then in the downtown area, they had the Super Bowl Live, Super Bowl Experience. Like, the craziest experience of my life. Of course, I think a lot, it had a lot to do with the Patriots being in it. They're my favorite team. I was so hyped to be there. They had a fan rally, which was just 
thousands of Patriots fans all amped up. They had a low cash concert, like a surprise concert. They had a bunch of players and the owner all out on stage. Like it was such a hyped experience. And then they had the Super Bowl Live, which is a bunch of different, you know, display setups, sponsor booths. And um, then they had a Super Bowl experience, which is this whole like convention center filled with also like unique interactive experiences, TV sets, all kinds of displays, like picture opportunities, like get pictures with a trophy and stuff. If NASCAR could do that for their championship race, it would be unbelievable. Like make a big event out of it, not just have it at the racetrack. Find a place downtown, maybe the Phoenix Convention Center, wherever they host or Arizona State University, wherever they host the Super Bowl experience, like make a NASCAR experience. Like that's what the fan zone kind of is. But the fan zone has completely gone downhill in the last decade compared to what it used to be. Like bring back that energy that the fan zone used to have and bring it to a city. Like let's go on tour. I I 100% agree. And a really cool quote that I got from Julie Gizzi before the season started was like them and their team they are wildly motivated to put on a good show to the point where she said i want to make it impossible for nascar to move this championship event away from us and that's cool they uh, this is this whole week there are a lot of championship talk because we're in phoenix this weekend and all based on what nascar was saying what media were reporting and like what nascar people and press releases were saying and like the whole idea of unveiling the championship race weekend logo and stuff it really looks like nascar is going to start going like bringing this champion different championship track every year because based on how they were talking about it and how it's like yeah we want to immerse ourselves in the city where the championship is hosted they weren't saying we want to immerse ourselves in phoenix arizona our new home of the championship it's we're gonna bring it to different cities and go around the country and host that like the super bowl which I think is going to be made possible when they announce the new schedule for 2021 that's going to end, if not a month, a couple months earlier, which will make warm weather not a problem in just about every city. So literally, that's my thinking. I think they're going to start going on tour with this championship every year, make it a different place every year. And frankly, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. that. That's one of the ideas that we've talked about that I think would, I mean, change, change has to happen every single year or else you're going to get bored and tired of the same old thing amen so oh man you say amen but yet you hate a lot of a lot of change this is a good i hate bad change which is a lot of it but this is a good change but well man imagine the conversation and dialogue every single year it's like well the championship is here this year how's that gonna affect like we're already talking about how since the championship is in phoenix how's it gonna benefit and different people and we gotta pre i actually I used to think that just like Miami, championship hosts should have one race a year. It should be the last one. But I actually really liked having a preview this weekend. All right. I did. I disagree. I like the only reason I liked having a preview is because what we saw at Phoenix last year completely sucked. And I wanted to know it wasn't going to be like that this year, which Sunday did a marvelous job at showing us this racing might actually be good versus what we saw last year. But um, I still am totally in favor of one, whatever track hosts the championship, that's their only race of the year. Like I would rather not have any people, any drivers have any advantage going into that race based on the race they ran this year. I want it to be total clean state, go to the track all by like for the first time, whoever shows up and can perform and execute that weekend should win the championship. Not whoever did best in March and had a notebook filled with ideas already to go win again in September or 
October. I don't November. necessarily think it's a filled notebook. I know and it isn't, but like I've, they've got some I've advantage. Talked, I've talked with Steve Letarte, and he's mentioned how a car that races in Phoenix One is nowhere near as good as the car that races in Phoenix Two. That's how much the series changes. And in addition, I totally got the vibe from Logano and TJ Majors that they got a good start. But and mind you, this is a race-winning team. They they won the race. They yeah. performed the best on Sunday. Uh, and they they felt still that there was a ton to learn yeah. for the championship race. Definitely nowhere near a full book of notes, which is why I think this makes yeah, it okay. I didn't say a full book of notes. I said they're gonna know where yeah. to start. Like they're gonna have an advantage compared to going to Miami, where they for the last year they were using this package there for the first time. And they had no idea what to expect. And whoever can come into that environment and succeed and elevate their performance is going to win the championship. There will be a factor of um, prior experience at Phoenix that's going to impact who ultimately performs as win the championship. I don't really like that. But let's quickly, before we finish up, talk about the quality of racing at Phoenix because I was super down after, or I said down after last year because it sucked. The racing was bad. Nothing like no one could pass. There was no cautions. There was no action. Nothing like Phoenix could be. This year, we literally saw, get this. Are you ready for this? Cars crashed on their own. When is the last time we saw that at a any track besides Daytona and Talladega? Like it was not like there was such a less less crashes last year at all but seeing cars like actually get loose and wreck and just like get out of control like it was so good to see because that's such quintessential nascar and you <laughs> need that to have an entertaining product and you had restarts and crash like it was i was so glad and so happy to see all that um hey, i knew we talked about this last year but nascar they're smart they're going to make changes to areas that they see clearly have not performed. And this was probably a massive win. I think it put everyone at ease in terms of, all right, we're going to get a good product for the championship. One, one thing that I noticed from this package was how many different players you saw at the front. I mean, you look at like who was good at Phoenix Mm -hmm. on Sunday, Chase Elliott, Kislowski, Truex, Logano, Harvick, um, I know I'm blanking out on some other people. De Benedetto was up there. There were like a ro- there was a rotation. Kyle Busch worked his way up. Eric Jones was near the front. There was a rotation of about yeah. eight or nine different drivers at the front of the field, which is when you look at Miami and how fluid those races yeah. always are. That's what put me at ease the most is how many different okay. players we saw on Sunday. Do you know why that is? There's a obvious reason why that happens. It's downforce. No, it's tire wear. Like oh, entire way too. Low, yeah, like dude, they had low downforce for like five years in the Cup Series, and there was not this much, um, I don't know, parity between guys changing lead all the time. When tire wear, guys have to manage their tires better. There's comers and goers. It's whoever maybe uses their tires up really early in a run was fast and leading, but then they fade back by the end of the run. Like that's the answer. And Brett Griffin has been preaching this on DVC for years that tire wear is going to make racing good again and that was a really good indication because it showed it proved it so that's what you need tire wear that's why you're saying miami that happens because it's an older surface and there's tire wear it's going to happen a lot this weekend in atlanta because it's older surface and tire wear like that's the key to all this it's those two things combined make the racing good which is why we talked about last week 
old sur- I mean, new repaved surfaces suck, especially Charlotte, because there's not enough tire wear, and tire wear is what makes racing really in- enjoyable and entertaining. Yeah, lots lots of good stuff coming out of Phoenix for sure. I want to before we f- wrap up, I want to note that we're on FaceTime as we always are recording this interview. I think there's a TV on in front of Andrew's face because it looks like he's in a rave. Like the colors change every once in a while. Like it's really it's the dark. Voice. <laughs> and then there's like purple, bright, really quick, and then it goes to like blue. And it's like, I want to know what club you're in in Orlando right now. It's uh, it's the Voice on NBC, which I'm seeing Blake Shelton, and that was just quick little funny story about we were at driver intros, and all of a sudden we're filming somebody. And there's a bunch of fake smoke and then there's a bunch of like loud music. And next thing we know, we didn't know that Pitbull or Blake Shelton were there. But next thing we know, we see Pitbull and Blake Shelton like rapping with a bunch of dancing girls behind him. Like, what is going on? So NASCAR and NBC, I got I got the official inside scoop from one of the NBC guys. It is a new song that they're doing for this year. It is called Get Ready. You can listen to it now on iTunes, but it is like a offshoot of Black Betty, if you've heard that song. And they were filming all over. I know um, on the grid, they were getting Blake Shelton to do some meet and greets with a bunch of drivers. They, before driver intros, did two takes of the music video where they had fans getting involved, kind of like how you saw the old Bringing Back the Sunshine. So um, that's going to be the new song. And I've listened to it. Great choice in terms of a good hype song before NASCAR broadcast. It would have been so cool if they were able to talk about that beforehand and like get more people to go to the track and see that. That would have been really cool. Side note, like I listened to the song too. I don't think like I well, I texted this. I don't think that's great of a song. And it's literally Blake's parts are like the most countryest, like he just repeats the same thing like every ten seconds. Okay, but you listen to the instrumental, that that'll get you hyped up for a race. But I just hope the video makes it good. But I have um I didn't like that song that much. One more story I have and then and then we'll wrap up because I know we're we're getting towards that thirty minute mark. But um I was filming B roll in the garage and we have this GoPro stabilizer, which allows us to move pretty, pretty quick and keep the camera pretty stable. So I did this in Pocono and I did this a little bit in Phoenix on Fridays. I would run alongside a car and practice and film them. And I'd get a super really cool stable shot where the camera's kind of like moving alongside with the with the car. So I see the six car Ross Chastain. All of a sudden I go and I sprint alongside the car. I film for probably like 10, 15 seconds and then. The car ends up becoming a little faster than me and beats me. So on Sunday, I see Ross Chastain, and we were on the grid, and he's like, how's your run? I'm like, what are you talking about? I was thinking maybe like he was alluding to driver intros because we talked about that on Friday. He's like, no, you run on Friday in the garage. I'm like, oh, with the GoPro stabilizer. And I've done this a couple of times, and I've always wondered if drivers have seen me do this. And they have. And Ross Chastain's like, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny in the car. So um, he saw me run alongside him on Friday, which was pretty funny. Breaking news, y'all. Drivers are thinking about Andrew when they're in the race car. Yep. I'm, I've made that presence. Whether that's a good or bad thought, I'm still yet to he figure out. He should have swerved at you a little bit. It scared you. I know. How oh, would man, you have, react- so how would you have huh? reacted? 
Would you have like I stopped think, right there and like back? I think up? I would have like maybe taken a step back and then realized he saw me and be like, "All right, that was pretty funny." But if I saw a race car like swerving at me, I would have like backed yeah. up, point blank, like probably fell down because you're like terrified. Yeah, well, I was running, so I think I would have like jerked, obviously, pretty quick, yeah, and then just like stop filming and just catch my breath a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to Atlanta this weekend, Mister. I go to every race now on the schedule. No, Atlanta is the last one, four out of the first five. It is going to be the checkered flag of this first season sprint. We're just going to be there on Sunday. Um, we're going to be scuba diving all week. Even might miss the truck race because we might be in the water. Oh, that's boy, you're going to miss the truck race. So sad. Hey, it's going to be the first race of the Kyle Busch bounty. It's going to be Kyle one Bush to watch. Kyle going to win every – well, hopefully Chase wins, but Kyle's going to dominate anyway, but – but um, yeah, and then I just heard Talladega might be next on our list, but we're gonna figure out what track's gonna be. I up hope next. Talladega doesn't replace Charlotte. No, it won't. Good, I'm counting on Charlotte. Yeah, no, that'll that'll be a thing. We're already starting to think of doing some things with Jimmy Johnson in Charlotte and Hendrick Motorsports pit crew practice. So we've got some unique things lined up already for Charlotte. Sweet, I'll be here. Yes, I know. Cool. Hey, Jason Schultz, where can we follow you on Twitter? Well, guess what? I make it easy for everyone. Follow me at HeyJasonSchultz on Twitter and at HeyJasonSchultz on Instagram. Big news about Twitter, though. I'm one follower away from 5,000. You can make it two in a minute. Uh-huh. You're going to follow me? Like you did, I think it was like 3,000 or something. I texted in the group chat. I'm like, oh, I'm only two away. Then I think you and our friend Josh unfollowed me. I was like, thanks. That really helps the cause out. <laughs> But I'm stoked. I don't know. Just someday, another day, because we're going along on this podcast, I can talk about my Twitter story and beginnings and, like, how cool it was to, like, interact with fans and build a following and how cool it's been for the last, like, 70 years to build this following. But maybe you can be my 5,000th follower. But I'll be tweeting all kinds of Dirty Mo Media content because that's what I do best. Andrew? You mean retweeting. You can follow me at Andrew Curlin TV on Twitter. I'm about... Just under 2,000 followers away from 5,000, everybody. So maybe if we get enough listeners, you can be my 5,000th follow as well. Never. <laughs> huh? Never. Nah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. But, yeah, I'll be tweeting a bunch of videos this week. Have a walk and talk from the hauler to driver to the driver's meeting with John Hunter Nemechek, which was a unique perspective because you can see he's signing for fans and answering questions at the same time, which was cool. And then I'm going to have to see. This week's a little bit up in the air for what I'm going to post, but we're going to see and uh, just follow along and find out. All right. Have a blast in the ATL. I love Atlanta. It's one of my favorite cities. Lots of cool things to do there. Of course, the racetrack's like a million miles outside the city, but still have a blast. Yeah, I'm exci- I've never been to Atlanta, so it'll be a new racetrack I can check and off. And watch out for the sharks during the scuba diving. I will, but I'm excited about that. Sweet. All right, catch you after Atlanta. I think that's it. All right, oh, really? we'll see you, you guys. Think it's it? I know it's it. Goodbye. It is it. Goodbye, Jason. <laughs> I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs>